We are back. I'm Heath. I'm here with Steven. This is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Great week, Steven. It was. Great week. Steven was at the game. We have a special, special guest for the show. He might not do a lot of talking. He's in the he's an audience hear. member in the studio. Audio. Yeah, he's a member <laughs> in the studio. If you want great analysis on a little Coco Melon, on a little Paul Patrol, he's your guy. That's my son, Nathan. He'll be a special guest today. I'm sure you'll hear a little bit of him. Steven, great weekend. College football. It was. It was a great weekend. Like you said, I was at the Bama game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. My first, my very first um, Bama game where they played an SEC opponent. You know, I usually go to like the Tennessee Chattanoogas and those type of teams. But my first experience, I want to get to that. But before we do, yeah. we have a hot topic. You know, we don't talk too much NFL on the podcast because we're we're all about college football and there's just a lot to talk about yeah. in college football. So we don't get to too much NFL. Whenever the – College football season's winding down December. We'll start. We'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah. But we have a hot topic. You just, we have, this has to be talked about for a minute. What what we got? We got the Dolphins hanging 70 on the Denver Broncos. Yes, I did not mess that up. 70 points. Tua Tungvaloa, my favorite player in the NFL. They scored 70 on the Broncos without arguably the second most explosive player in the NFL, Jalen Waddell. I have never in my life, 70, last point, last seven. time, I think it was 1964 that a team scored in 70. Beat them by 50, Sean Payton. You like that? 70 <laughs> points. Could have had the record, yeah. but they chose to take a knee on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. You know what? It, it serves Sean Payton right. He said last year as an analyst on Fox that Tua would be benched for Teddy Bridgewater. He got something right. Tua got benched, but it wasn't because of performance. It's because they were beating his team by 50. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go, Sean. You like that? That's just insane. You do. You wouldn't even think there's enough time in a football game to get to 70 points. Ten touchdowns. And it's not because they were just throwing it and getting fast scores. They ran the ball. They ran for three, I think it was 350 rushing yards. Yeah. Three hundred. Overall, it was like over 700 total Yards. Over 700. A impressive performance. Tua didn't throw an incompletion until halfway yeah. through the third quarter. Yeah, it was totally And it wasn't ever. like he only threw the ball five. Like, he was like he was slinging the pill. 19 for 19 or something like that. 17 for 17, 18 for 18 before he yeah. threw an incompletion. Yeah, you know, it, it, was imp- it was impressive. Me and Steven's probably favorite team. The Dolphins, they're on to a, hard, a hot start. But – we got Alabama football segment one, comeback segment segment two. Look at some of the big matchups for this upcoming weekend. Talk about a little Coach Prime. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to talk about the Alabama versus Ole Miss game. Alabama comes out on top 24 to 10. Let me just say this before we dive into the game. If I did not see that outcome. As far as just the way it played out, if a, let's say a multi-billionaire came to me before the game and said, Stephen, I'm going to give you the opportunity of a lifetime. If Ole Miss scores less than 10 points or 10 points or less, you got to bet your house on it. But if they score ten uh, more than 10 points, so they get 11 points or more than that, I'll give you $1 billion. I'd be homeless right now. Yes, you would. No, it was a 
very surprising. I think the surprising part with Steven is, to, is the holding Ole Miss to 10 points. Exactly. I think it's the lowest of Lane Kiffin's career. I know at old since he's been at Ole Miss, correct? Yeah. They've scored more than 10. But And it look, took them it took them to the third quarter, I think, to get 10 points. What was it? Yeah, it did. Or was it or was it this get 10 points at no it was seven was seven six at, six and a half yeah yeah so, i mean it took alabama <laughs> to the third quarter to get 10 too so let's talk about it let's go over some likes and dislikes steven was at the game he had the bird's eye view he was picking us apart he was saying that's not on mill road that's on the receivers this and yeah. that so steven first of all i just want to say you know you hear about these crazy sec fans sometimes yeah. they're fighting it was pretty good it was pretty clean oh, yeah. uh, it was courteous from both sides you know there was a uh, to my left, about five rows down to my left, there was a Ole Miss fan that was about six sheets to the wind. So he was flipping everybody off. But other than uh, that, yeah, that's <laughs> well, he wasn't flipping specifically. Like, you know, <laughs> at, at Bama games, they do Dixieland Delight, yeah. Sweet Home Alabama and all that stuff. So during the songs, everybody's up dancing and singing, and he's just sitting there to the whole stadium, giving the whole stadium the bird. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> but. Unfortunate. Yeah. But other than that, it was a it was a good game. But uh, yeah, it was fun to watch, watch because you know obviously if you're watching on TV, you're just looking at Milrow that he's not throwing the ball or he is throwing the ball and it looks like a bad pass or something like that. It's fun actually being there, watching the receivers, watching guys open. Uh, first half was was bad, offensively it was it was very very bad. That's my first point right there. Terrible offense. Yeah, it was it. Was it you were at the game? I was. It dude from the TV man, it's terrible, and this is this is shocking. Alabama and their Latin Ole Miss, USF, and Texas has not scored a touchdown in the first half. We have five field goals. You can't win a game like that, and, I, and you can't keep winning games like that. And I know a lot of Alabama fans. I was listening to the Paul Feinbaum show this morning. A lot of Bama fans. We're back, baby. Woo, woo, woo. We're back. Look, we, I, I don't know about Steven. We don't talk about this. I'm here to pump the brakes, man. I rewatched the game. I took away the emotion. Dude, it's rough. Offensively. Yeah. And so, first point, Ole Miss's defense is not very good. Let's no. Just, no, they're not. And and I'll get to it. So, I'm out in my notes – for the first half, I have <laughs> I have Tommy Reese with Nathan here. I won't say he stinks. I'll say that. Tommy Reese terrible. stinks. He's terrible. I just and, and but I will say for the first half, I put I, I I put down that I don't really know who to put at fault. Because like you said, I, I was able to watch the receivers. There were times couple times that receivers were open and Milrow didn't pull the trigger. Now, I don't know if the particular receiver that was open was like his fourth read, you know, and not his first or second. If he's not the first, he's um, not getting the yeah. ball. <laughs> um, there were times that Milrow got sacked or ran and receivers weren't open. Um, I also have another note that receiver spacing, I think I might have texted you this one, receiver spacing is terrible. Because there's yeah, you see, Nathan agrees with me. Nathan agrees. Receiver spacing is terrible. There's times that there were on routes, guys were literally within a few yards of each other. Yeah, um, that's terrible. You can't have that. Um, there was uh, and then on Milrose, there was a I want to say probably three or four scrambles where he rolls out to the right, and I'm you know I'm 
probably if you're watching it from the TV, you're you're probably thinking, oh, he's just waiting for somebody to come open. There was no one on that side of the field. I think there was one or two times there was a running back, but he was covered. But there were it wasn't like receivers were flowing to that side of the field. Like he was rolling. He ran to the wrong side. He was sitting. No, I mean I think he goes the, to the play. Right. The play broke down. Yeah, and he rolled to the right, where weirdly enough, none of the routes were going to. So the play broke down, and he rolled that way, but the receivers didn't. You know, usually your receiver, you'll run that way to try to get up for your quarterback. Right. And it was like he was waiting, and they never did that. So, um, and then there was, you know, there was that. There was one throw to Isaiah Bond that it looked like, probably from a television perspective, I think it might have been a third down. It was. That he was off target. They threw it either behind him or way in front of him or something. I think behind him. And – I think he was expecting, from what I saw, it looked like he should have sat down. I think he threw it in front of him. I want to say he threw it in front of him. I think he threw it behind him because the defender was whatever the sideline. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Whatever I saw, it was Bond should have done the opposite of what he did, and if he did that, it would have been a completion. So there were times that it was Milrow's fault. There were times it was receiver's fault. Times that Tommy Reese, I was like, what are you doing with the and – we'll, and I'm sure you got all the first and goal from your own one-yard line. Yeah, it it, it was tough. Uh, the whole game in particular. So, we scored – this is why I say I want to, I want to punt the brakes. We scored 24 points total. On a bad defense. On a, not a good defense. They're very – how do I say this? It's like they're not strong. I don't know if that's a Lane Kiffin thing. And Lane Kiffin said, right. And Lane Kiffin said, you know, before the game that Alabama has 75 players on their roster and they didn't want not one of Ole Miss's players. Like they didn't recruit none of their players except one. It was that Perkins kid who we wanted last year that Lane got. But it was to score 24 points and we got an interception that led to points. It was a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and then blocked a punt. A punt. <laughs> Got it at the one-yard line, and what do you do? Seth McLaughlin snaps it five yards, you know, over freaking Milrow's head, and it's like a lot of people's focused on, even Saban said, why are we in the shotgun? I know you're going to hit on that, but I got a problem with Saban saying, why are we in the shotgun? Why do you have – here's a better question. Why do you have a headset on? You heard You heard Tommy call the play in. Yeah. You had a problem with it. Hey, guys, under center. That's all you gotta say. That a head coach that his job is to have the headset on. He said the same thing about Tom about Steele when they scored it on the draw. He said that's that's Ole Miss's favorite play on third and long. They run the quarterback draw and we were not in the defensive. He said, I don't know why we wasn't in why we were in that particular alignment defensively. Yeah. And I understand he doesn't want to override his coaches, but it's like if you know if you know it's a terrible call, then you might want to say, eh, no, yeah. we gotta do something else. And I know Colleges nowadays, especially Bama, they don't go under center. I just feel and like that is something I've said to you. Yeah. I feel like that's a day one. That's you have to have if you don't have any other play under center, you have to have a quarterback sneak. Yeah. The quarterback sneak, it looked like he fumbled the snap. You have yeah. The one that Milro did, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh it, he did a couple he, times, he, I think. No one vividly it was a it was the first play at the it was the the time they went under center after the bad snap. It looked like uh, he fumbled uh, the snap. And Seth, the center dude, I don't know if you can see it from the game, he was atrocious. 
Milrose saved him a bunch of times just being athletic, and he was snapping him like two yards to the right. Milrose just catching him. He's terrible. I don't know what his problem is. It's like he's got he's got the yips. Yeah, and and last year he was fine, and he had Bryce, who was way smaller. Right, and then Ty's, you know, and then when Ty Simpson's in there, it's like he's trying to take his head off. Even the oh, yeah, two point conversion, he's like woo. Anyways, so one I had one offense was bad. He scored twenty four points, but one of me and Steven's big keys to success. Terrific run pass ratio, sixty five to thirty five. Me and Steven literally said that last yeah. week. And it worked out to perfection because with an explosive explosive offense like Ole Miss has, our defense is phenomenal. But when you're running the ball that much, you're killing clock. With this running clock, it makes a huge difference. Alabama's very first drive only came away with three points, but six minute drive. It was a very six minute drive. It was the first drive of the game. Yeah, we didn't score because Ole Miss had the lead. I thought. Or did we lead first? No, we yeah, left, you're we right. You're first. right. Yeah, we we um, Ole Miss got a first down on a broken play. And then we held them to punt. They came back. Or they punted. We drove down six-minute drive and had a field goal. Uh, yeah, I'm very pleased. But, you know, first first part of the game, first quarter, we couldn't get any pressure. We weren't getting first two or three drives versus uh, for the defense. We weren't getting any pressure. Settled down big time. We yeah. had to settle down, calm down, um, just just play ball. You know, let Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell do their thing. We had – I don't know if they would – I would say they were blown coverages – like, guys just didn't stick with their man as much as it was. It looked like they might have been playing zone a little bit, and Lane kind of uh, took advantage of Alabama playing zone. I don't know why we play so much zone. If you, if you play zone and you don't get to the guy, he's going to light you up. Yeah. See, Nathan's all about it. Yeah, he knows what's going on. He definitely knows what's going on. We were watching the game. I think he, it was, he could call plays better was, than Tommy Reese. Milro threw that pick was was atrocious. He said that's terrible, Daddy. And I was like, Oh my goodness, that was uh yeah. But this is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of you kind of ha- you. I I feel like we're gonna have to live with one or two interceptions a game. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and you, and uh, you, I'm you, afraid you you're bas- right, but you you I don't think you can win. Like you, you basically just have to hope. They're not the worst possible times. Like, that interception was bad, but at least it was early in the game to where well, it was that, not late in the game. And it gave them the ball at the 20. They still had to drive the field. It wasn't yeah. like he get, we gave him the ball on our yeah. plus side territory. So, I'm with you on that. Three. So, we've seen a sample size of this offense for, uh, for four games. I got some chunk plays are going to be huge. You said it after halftime. We... Against Ole Miss, we struggled to drive the ball. So, chunk plays are going to be huge. You know, an, an interesting thing, our receivers and tight ends have been incredible. Yeah. I they, will say – Even I, this past game, dude. I'll, Burton, give, I'll give Burton his props. Milro, he threw the ball 20 yards in the wrong spot. You know, the way Burton was looking, he wanted it to the sideline, kind of like a corner. Yeah. <laughs> Miro threw that rig in yeah, the he, he turned him around. Incredible catch. Good good catch. Burton good looks adjustment. like he stopped, you know, worried about, you know, people storming the field, slapping women. Yeah. And he started focusing on catching footballs. Incredible. Oots, yeah. man. Oots I thought that was been, a pick. Oh, I did too. I, well, I, 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 when I was watching from oh a – I, I, I saw who he was throwing it to, but from where I was sitting, I couldn't tell the angle of the defensive back. So I didn't, Or whoever it was, linebacker, defensive back. So I couldn't yeah. tell if he was in front if, of him, if yeah. he was behind if him. If Oots didn't throw his hands, man, um, oh, that would have been picked. So yeah, that was a close one. But Oots, Dupree had a good huge game. Few catches. I don't think Amari Nabai did. He 
anything. He had one catch I know he for had three one yards. big catch, but then it got called back. Yeah, one catch for three yards. Um, but I still don't think we have a number one receiver. I think it's just a until somebody just plays so many. Jalen Hill, yeah, huge. true freshman. But yeah, chunk plays. But that's what you did with the, the running key, game. Yeah, and you're not gonna have. Let's talk. A, a lot of games, you're not going to be breaking off five to ten yard runs from the very get go. Yeah. You just gotta you gotta stick to it. And what happened in the fourth quarter? They started leaning on them. Yeah. They started now again. Almost defense miss, isn't yeah. great. Gotta, but we weren't running the ball like that early in the game. Then you yeah. get later in the game, well, and they start leaning on them, I'm getting big chunk plays. Talk to run. you about that. Everybody's love it. Everybody's been pushing for the quarterback runs. We did it in the first half. And like you said, we was not running the ball very well. Mm-hmm. His quarterback runs were getting a little bit, but we yeah. – second half, I don't think – we may have did one and it wasn't a true quarterback run as a read option. Why do you think in the second half was it – and we were – it was not – I mean, we were literally just running. In fact, they were in the pistol. We were just running ISOs. Yeah. I think you th- – I'm thinking Tommy and Saban may have just said, hey, we're bigger. Let's just lean on these boys. What do you think? Do you think there's any, like, maybe, maybe that, and maybe they just, like, got, got tired. we got to get our running backs going. I And that's the thing about the quarterback runs, and I mentioned that to you. It's hard for these running backs to get in a rhythm because the more they get the ball, the more they get a feel for it. Yeah. Like Jam Miller, dude, him and Justice Haynes, I, I feel sorry for the guys. Well, what's funny is, you know, I read an article – uh, it was come on, oh, yeah. Jam Miller and Justice Haynes, we're going to see them more Saban involved in this game. Yeah. And yeah. Haynes, well, neither of them really were on the field for, I mean, for special teams, and Miller got ejected for targeting on kickoff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, but my last key to the game was Milro seven passes in the second half. Yeah. And every one of his throws, if this makes sense, every one of his throws were throws that we wanted him to throw. It yeah. was nothing third and long. It was nothing crazy. It was, hey, we want a chunk play. We've been running the ball. Let's do a little play action. Jalen Hill, he stayed in the pocket, you know, big time throw. Yeah. Throw to Burton, you know, is what it yeah. is. And but, I will hey. say over, overall for Milrow, I was I was I was happy. I don't think other than the interception yeah. I don't, defense was phenomenal. Yeah, other than the interception, I wouldn't say he had any throws that were like just yeah. Horrendous, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, for like sure. um, he played good, and I, I did notice early in the game. It looked like I don't know if you noticed it. It looks like we were going maybe not max protect, but we were going six blockers. We seven left, blockers yeah. We we would leave it tight in early on, in. yeah. But then we just kind of like the quarterback run game. We just completely went away from it. Like early on, in the first couple drives, we'd have our five O linemen. Yeah. Obviously, when we leave one or two, even two tight ends to block, give more time, and then. I feel like we had success on that, yeah. and then we just went away from it. So I don't know if it was like, yeah. "Hey, this is what the the script shows," but then after the script, well, Tom Reese like, "I don't know, we're not going to run back project anymore." Well, I to me that's why I don't know if this is like if you can do this every week. To me, it's like Tommy's going in there with a game plan and saving. They're going in there with a game plan, and they, if it, if it works, good. If not. They're going to find something that just works to win the game. And I think that's the key to this team. Championship aspirations, throw that in the trash. You have to focus win. you got to focus one week game. to week. This team is not good enough to let it down. So let's go to Mississippi State, Steve. 8 oh, o'clock so, kickoff. Sorry, i got to say this. Oh, I have my notes. Oh, go ahead. i got to just bring up this one thing. Oh, two things. I love Milrow getting fired up. You know, he got hurt. 
Oh, just had the wind knocked yeah, out of him. He got yeah, up, fired yeah. up. Yeah, okay, good for you. Get get some confidence. Woo! But then two, if they could figure out, because dude, on on the zone, like there was a couple times later in the game, or even throughout the whole game, yeah. where they would do a, a zone read and he would keep it and whatever. Like literally, as soon as they see that he has the ball, linebackers, DBs, safety. So if they could have like a zone read pass off of that, I'm pretty confident it'd probably be wide open. Well, it took him four games to eighty percent realize you had to have a quarterback run. So it because, may take him to game yeah, eight to realize. Yeah, I that. would literally look at him and literally as soon as he's had the ball, DB safety, yeah. I mean everybody just swarming. You'd want to do that, like throw that out in a special situation, second yeah. half after you've been gashing them. Yeah, I like this. This is why we have. That's why at Timmons Corner Sports Talk we sent Steven to the game to analyze it. That's why. <laughs> hey, they wouldn't let me on the field. Yeah, they didn't take my credentials. Ridiculous. What is that about? Anyways, let's look ahead to Mississippi State. Eight o'clock kickoff. Going to be a late one. I don't understand. I mean, who, who's the game before them? Ole Miss and LSU. But and, still, is that, I, that's a two thirty game, isn't it? No, five o'clock. It's ESPN. Five is it, okay. Who's the oh, Auburn and Georgia at two thirty? Yeah, and CBS they've completely did the SEC dirty man, giving us the B crew to call the game is ridiculous. I mean, I don't like Vernon Gary, but they're still the best that CBS has to offer. Those guys <laughs> that had calling him are terrible. You give yeah, you give Auburn and Georgia. I mean, I understand Georgia, but they're gonna destroy Auburn. You know, there's only sixteen point spread. That's crazy. It is crazy. We'll get to that. Alabama, Mississippi State, a 14-and-a-half point spread. Kind of surprising. I'm interested to see what LSU and Ole Miss does because it'll show a lot about Alabama. Anyways, 14-and-a-half point spread. Saban said today this is going to be a tougher test defensively. Well, what he meant was for our offense, this game's going to be tougher than the last two, which is kind of scary. But, Steven, <laughs> let's give the keys to the what we think is going to be the keys to the game, what we're looking for. I mean, the keys to this game, just like it's going to be for every game from here on out, is establishing the run. Yeah. Um, the way Saban talks is they're an aggressive defense that likes to blitz a lot and confuse you. So that's given the offensive line problems because they don't pick it up well. They don't adjust. They Their don't. secondary is terrible, by the way. They're yeah. Horrible. Um, so maybe – I still even, – even though their secondary is terrible, I wouldn't – I hope they're not coming out with a game plan. Hey, we're just going to come out and sling it all over the field, you know. God no. Um, that's just <laughs> you're asking for trouble on the road. Yeah, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, I mean, so obviously number one key to success, O line. They did a pretty good job this past game. weren't perfect, um, but it overall better than they did in South Florida and Texas and you know Middle Tennessee. So better job. O line has to establish dominance. Even though they ran the ball well versus Ole Miss, they weren't really driving people off the ball. They were just like opening up. A, they were opening up a gap. But they weren't, like, driving people, if that makes guy, sense. Yeah, the guys were still there, and McQuillan was just making plays. Yeah. yeah. So, establish the run. Well, establish the line of scrimmage is going to be the number one thing on both sides. I haven't watched Mississippi State this year. I know they're not running the air raid anymore. I think they're running a more traditional. Yeah. But uh, you still have to establish line of scrimmage. Yeah, so my, my three are basically – and we kind of got to this in the second half of the Ole Miss game. Let Milrow throw when we want him to, not when the defense wants him to. What I mean, if the defense knows Milrow's got to throw like third and long and stuff, that's when we're going to get into trouble offensively. Because that's just not what he does. So we want him to throw on first downs when they're not expecting it, stuff like that. Run the ball, like Steven said, no matter the outcome. Listen, I, just, I you cannot – don't get discouraged – 
it's discouraging for fans. I know I'll be going nuts if we're only getting one yard and stuff. Just continue to pound it out. Yeah. Try to wear them down. This and then the defense is so good, especially against Mississippi State. I think we could win scoring seventeen. Yeah, and and then what's also bad is going forward, and even in this game, if you don't score on a long run or pass and you get in the red zone, it's going to be very hard to score because you can't Bingo. throw because yep. the field is so condensed. Because yeah. um, his best throw is his, the, yeah, his yeah. best throw is the deep ball. He doesn't process well enough, and especially when you have you know all the defense packed in yep. within 10, 15, 20 yards. Um, I say when you get in the red zone, you better hope you just run the ball. And if you absolutely have to pass it, I would have one play. I would have my that's, tallest. That's I would have my tallest receiver or tight end. So probably Amari Nye Black line up as far as he possibly can to the outside and just throw a jump ball and say we're just. I'm putting some air on it. Milrow, you don't have to read the defense. You're not throwing across the middle. No, we're not doing that. You just put some air on that ball, Nye Black. If you don't catch it, you just make sure they don't intercept it, and that's the play. Because I don't have faith. Every time we were That's in the red, <laughs> every time we were in the red zone, and they snapped it, and he had to, and it was a pass. I Probably was silent in there. I was just holding my breath, waiting, and, uh, hoping nothing bad happened. It's never a good feeling, and I know I Stephen just said he has a feeling. I definitely have the feeling. Anytime we go back to pass, and I see the ball leave his hand, me and probably every Alabama fan across the country holds their breath. Yeah. And that's not fair to him, if, but unless, it is fair. I mean, dude, you're throwing picks. Unless it's a deep pass. I don't think he's throwing a, a whore. I mean, the one where oh, Burton had to readjust. But yeah, that was that, terrible. And he threw that. a couple against Texas in the, like, triple cuff. That's true. He threw one to Bond, bro. That was, like, 10 yards over him. It was a touchdown. Yeah. But, anyways. And then, three, we got to set up chunk plays. Defense. I would say pressure them, make the run beat us. Like, make them, make them run the ball. Like, because it's going gonna, gonna to kill clock. Our, our, our DBs yeah. have been phenomenal yeah. this Sack year. Ball, yeah. Arnold has been great. Obviously, Kool-Aid. Yeah. Malachi Moore, our safeties. Um, yeah. Turnover he, battle will be big. Him up. Turnover battle will be big. Yeah. I was so mad when it was 4th and 23. They didn't just come after. They did. No, they didn't. The oh, second 4th time. 4th and 23. Oh, first time. Yeah. Uh, when they didn't come after him and they had – you know, it was a wheel route, yeah. a wheel route, and he just rolled out and had a good throw to him. And then on fourth and eight, I guess they heard me up in the nosebleeds, and they came after. And it was literally a cover zero. I think their four receivers went out, and there were four DB yeah. or guys oh, guarding. Yeah. All other seven players were coming after the quarterback, and look what happened. Yep, Steven, let's give a score prediction. It's a fourteen and a half point spread, kind of lower than I thought it would be. Honestly, Mississippi State's not very good. Yeah, prediction. I got a prediction. I don't really know because I don't know if they're going to use the second-half momentum versus Ole Miss or if they're going to come out laying a dud. I mean, I could see a 24-21 to 21 game, Bama. Oh, no, I don't see, think – We'll be up until midnight. <laughs> 24-17. I don't think they'll score. Uh, I mean, I think – I just hope the defense doesn't go from a great game to just right. trash. I'm, I'm hoping they kind of figured it out in this game. And the South Florida game, they played good. So, I'm hoping those two games they figured out, okay, we're not just going to drop back and play covers with three big D-linemen rushing. 
Yeah, defensively, I'm with you. I'm telling you, when we scored the first drive, we go up 3 nothing, and then the very next drive, Ole Miss marches down the field and scores. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Anyways, I got Alabama 20-10. to 10. I don't know if we, Alabama, this is not the team to score that's going to score 30. We're going to be no. in the 20s consistently. We've scored 24 against Texas. If we, 17 if we do, USF, 24 gets Ole Miss, I'm thinking 20. If we do, it'll be non-offensive touchdowns, like yeah, defensive touchdowns. Yeah. And, um, I wish Kool-Aid hadn't had a chance to really return a punt this year because they – I mean, they're keeping it away from them. That's smart. But right. if he can get going in the punt return, if – well, I don't – Arnold was returning and had a great punt – or kickoff return versus South Florida, got called back. And then in this game, Kendrick Law's back there. Yeah, he's back. Law was sick last game, I think. Yeah. Anyways, so, which – he hadn't had a chance to return a kick. <laughs> yeah. So I got twenty to ten. I got under the spread. You got under the spread. Yeah. Hey, hopefully yeah. we get it done. We're gonna come back for a second segment and talk about some college football picks. Yep. Coach Prime, we coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are back. We're going to talk. We're going to give our picks on some games first, but let's talk a little bit about Colorado, Oregon. Colorado has been the like the epicenter of the college football world. Everybody, yeah. and you got they've these, had college game day crazy. what twice or something. They've had it. They've had it once. They've had Fox, Fox, That's yeah, right. Fox That's game right. day. It's coming back this week for the USC game. Coach Prime has done something like he's turned the program around. He's got a crazy. He's got a – they have the highest-rated game every week. Yep. It's crazy. You got a bunch of random, you know, people that don't watch college football that are starting to watch it now. They think they know everything. They roll up to Eugene, Oregon. And let me let you listen to this pregame speech Oregon's coach Dan Lanning gives to his team. Here we go. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man, right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference, right? This game ain't gonna be played in Hollywood, it's gonna be played on the grass, right? It's gonna be played on the grass. Let's go. Rooted in substance. This game's gonna be played with our pads. Dude, that sends. That's insane. Hey, I showed that clip to Mama, me and Steven's grandma, and she was like, Oh, let's go. Well, let me just tell you what these boys did. They beat the brakes of could've, Colorado. It could have been worse than the score. I mean, the, the have, score yeah, was it, bad yeah. enough. They, was, they called the dogs. It was 35 to nothing at half. Colorado had 23 yards of offense. In the first half, 23 total yards, 35 to nothing at halftime. The final score was only 42 to 6. Yeah. So they could have beat them. I mean, they could have destroyed them if they wanted to. All I mean, the, they did destroy them, but you know what I mean. All these people that don't keep up with college football and these random broad. I heard today I was watching a show. They literally said Dan Lanning was a bully. He was bullying. Like, like not, not, not in a good way. Like, they were legit saying that's a bully tactic because he knew he had the better team. So he was just bullying. And that. Oh, give me a break. Give me a break. And they were like, you know, and then Coach Prime said, well, 
they uh, all these teams better get their licks now because they're not going to be able to beat them. Dude, like, come on. Like, what What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I mean what are we doing? It's a, it's a pregame speech. It was He wasn't saying anything inappropriate. He wasn't saying anything that he shouldn't have been saying. Saying that he was being a bully, for one, I would – have y'all ever played sports? Have you ever had a speech given to you before? Um, no, I mean, look, when 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 a program or a coach or whatever is getting all the attention they're getting, and look, there were people that after the first week yeah. of beating a TCU team that again, both of us have said we don't think is very good. They were after the first week. Yeah, people were. Oh, this might be a playoff team. This might be a playoff team, and then the second week they beat. Nebraska. Oh, this might be a playoff team. And then the third week, they beat Colorado State. Yeah. This might be a playoff team. Like, people honestly thought. Now, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I ain't going to lie. I thought Oregon was very confident Oregon was going to win. Yeah. But I didn't think it would be like that. Oregon was looking to make a statement. Yeah. And I'm. A, and this is what I'm talking about. Skip Bayless says last week he picked Colorado to upset. He said Colorado next year going into the season will be a top three team. They'll be ranked second or third. He said they probably should be ranked first, but these people, these SEC homers are not going to rank Colorado one over Georgia. And stuff. It's just totally stupid. Keyshawn Johnson says that Oregon's coach is jealous of Coach Prime. and then Jealous of what? Of all the publicity that he's getting. And then Keyshawn Johnson goes right. to, continues to say that, this is on Undisputed, continues to say that, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, that he heard from an Oregon coach and said they had a bunch of coaches around the country communicating with them and giving them information on Colorado to help them win. I'm like, are you an idiot? What does he think that these teams do? Yeah. Steven, can you honestly tell me that you do not think Lane Kiffin talked to Steve Sarkeesian and tried to get the blueprint of what he did against Alabama to help him win? Yeah, they all share that's information. The, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You don't think... Nick Saban would if he's going to play a team, you don't think he would talk to the other coach about hey, and it, what'd you do against them? What do you think works? What did you? It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. So, anyways, I, I'm glad. Yeah, I don't think it humbled him. We'll see. I, I don't. Yeah, that, that's dumb. Uh, coaches share information. And even if you don't share information, you can watch the film and see yeah. what the other teams did. Um, Colorado State's yeah. an atrocious program. It took them to overtime. I mean, yeah, on, what are we I, doing? I think what are we doing? Yeah, they had a lot of noise. And then what also bothered me is, you know, they took exception to Matt Rule standing on their logo, and then they went and did it to Oregon. Like, well, I mean, you, you can't be one way for somebody else and then not the same way for you. It's got to be yeah. if you don't like it, then you don't do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they have great players. I think some of their players – I hate that Travis Hunter's out. And, you know, he's one of the best players in college football. I like watching him play. <laughs> um, I hate that he's out. I think Shadour Sanders is a very good quarterback, but he was just—I mean—he was getting lit up. He—he, he, you know their jo- offensive line was terrible. Do you know who Josina Anderson is? Yeah. Did you see what she said about? I did. I'd like to see this score if Travis Hunter played. What, 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 she got absolutely roasted. What, what? 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 I mean, okay. Let's say he prevented two touchdowns. They pulled their—they pulled their starters in the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, what, what, yeah. Yeah, he would have done crap. Thirty-five to nothing at halftime. Yeah, he would have done. So crap. okay, let's say he prevents nothing. He prevents two touchdowns. It's still what twenty-one nothing. He would have done. He would have done that. I they mean, couldn't stop them. Anyways, let's yeah, go. Does, does Travis Hunter play on the offensive line? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Let's go to the. Let's go against the USC. USC at Colorado, a twenty-one and a half point favorite is USC. 
Steven, quick thoughts on this game and prediction. Yeah, um, USC is not as good as Oregon, I don't think. I don't think they're as good. I think USC's defense is not good, but it's still a different animal than what than a TCU or a Nebraska or a Colorado, Colorado State. State. Yeah. Um, I could still see it at a hand getting out of hand the final score because again, like we said, it was thirty five to nothing at the half. So all these starters for Oregon didn't play the entire game. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to score more points than six, but I still think it's just going to be it's going to be hard sailing. Um, and then Kayla Williams is phenomenal. So oh, he's incredible. I mean, give me forty-eight to twenty-four. I think they get a twenty. I give me forty-eight twenty-four. Okay, I, USC. I got a similar score. I got fifty-two to twenty-eight. USC doesn't have very good defense. Their offense is incredible. They got some studs. I can tell you that they got some studs. I just, I think. They're shell shocked. Travis Hunter texts Coach Prime was like, "I'm playing this week. I don't care what you say." And Coach Prime was like, "No, you're not. I gotta put your health above winning." I'm like, "What coach would put a kid that has a, a damaged liver out on the field?" Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. What are we? What are we doing? Why are you putting this stuff on social media? Come on, Coach Prime. We gotta do better. Yeah, we gotta do better. I mean, come. On, we gotta do better. They're gonna get what? They're gonna get waxed again. Next game, Notre Dame at Duke. Riley Leonard, local star for Duke. Yeah, they this upset Clemson first game yeah, of the season. This may be a, this may be an upset, Stephen. It could be. I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised. But I think you know Notre Dame went toe to toe. Yeah, Ohio State. They only had ten men on the field, and then the did you hear the player that was missing was where they ran the ball to. I think they were missing a D lineman. And they ran the ball right where that guy would have been. I mean, I don't know if they would have stopped him, but it sure didn't help having a guy missing. So they beat – they lost to Ohio State. Um, Did you hear the coach knew that they had 10 people on the field? Notre Dame said coach? Yeah. He said he didn't want to He didn't want to run the guy out there and give up a penalty. What uh, – I, I didn't I, – because I was coming back from the game. I didn't watch. Did they have a timeout to use? No, they have a timeout. So they had I, the, the last two plays was at like the one and a half yard line. They had ten people on the they so long play. They got down there to the and then they spiked it, spiked it with seven seconds left at the one and a half yard line. Notre Dame pops a timeout, seven seconds left. They go out there, ten dudes on the field, run a play, pass play incomplete, have all that time. Still so had two plays t- in a row. Two plays in a row had ten players on the field. The coach said, I think he was talking about the last play. He said he knew that they had 10 players. He didn't want to run a guy out there and get a penalty. It, it so, moves It's you supposed up. to be a penalty anyways if you have 10 dudes on the field, I thought. But anyways, and he said it would move them up a half of a yard. I would rather have 11 guys on the field than yeah. 10 guys. There literally wasn't nobody over the tackle or guard where they ran it. Yeah. Just crazy. And he still barely got in. Yeah, that was but it, like he, it ain't like he walked in. So if you had oh, a guy Lou there, Holtz. you might have stopped him. Did you see the the Ryan Day rant? Oh, Lou, Hol- yeah. Lou Holtz. Oh, got Lou it. Holtz is watching. Right. It's just, it's I'm just like, funny. bro, that dude, he's 100 years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, he, he's, he's really probably not in his right, right mind. So I don't know why he's uh, ripping the guy like that. But anyway, anyway, Notre Dame at Duke. 
You said Notre Dame, I think already, you already said this. Notre Dame's a six-point favorite. Yeah. I'm going to go Notre Dame on this one. I think um, I think they come back to want to make a statement. I'm going to go 35-31. Oh, 35-31. I got 24-17. to 17. Notre Dame is actually – I was – Kind of, I was pretty impressed with Notre Dame. I think Sam Hartman is a stud. Next, we got. Hold on, I gotta say this real quick. We don't have FSU or Clemson on there. I gotta talk about Clemson for a second. So, when I picked, I, if you remember, I picked Clemson winning <laughs> on the last second field goal. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. And what did I tell you? They I, they grabbed some dude off the beach. Yeah. yeah. I said I picked Clemson winning on a last second field goal. They had the chance. It wouldn't have been a last second field goal. They. FSU would have still had like a minute 40, I think. Um, but they attempted a, a, a field goal late in the game with under two minutes to go that would have given them the lead. Yeah. No, he, it, was, it was. And he shanked it. Yeah. yeah. You caught him. I was so close to look like a genius. For three weeks in a row. And th- yep. Not three weeks in a row. Three games he's picked in a row. He skipped one because he didn't have any confidence. And I got out there roasted. Let's go. So, Georgia at Auburn. We can do these quick. I, don't, I think Georgia's going to wax Auburn. Auburn's got one of the worst offenses in the country. Yeah. Their offense is horrible. Um, surprisingly, only 14. Which I guess, I mean, Georgia, hasn't. they've been off the very, very slow starts. They haven't been really, like, dominating people. No, not at all. As people expected. So, maybe that's why it's 14 and a half. And the fact that it's at Auburn, maybe – I don't know. I still think they get to 38 points, and Auburn gets to, I'll say, 17. Yeah, I got 38-10. I don't think it's going to be very close. Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Stevens. Kentucky's undefeated. Kentucky Wildcats. Undefeated, really? Yeah. Yeah, I actually got Kentucky. I'm a, I'm a Mark Stoops fan. I like him. I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't left and went to a bigger bigger school. Saw today he's third on the list to replace Nick Saban. Hmm. Don't know about that. I guess I, I I'm gonna go Kentucky on this game at Kentucky 11 a.m. kickoff. I'm not a big Florida. Uh, as my kid dumps all the chips out of the bag. On yeah, the couch. Courtney, you have a lot to vacuum up. What a genius I'm dealing no, I was with. Kidding. He do have a lot. 24 to, vacuum up. to 20 Kentucky. That's a real low scoring game. He just came over here and <laughs> he just spiked that Bunyan's bag. He's showing us what uh, he thinks of this Florida at Kentucky game. Um, so I'm going to go. Let's see. I'm going to go Kentucky. I think at Kentucky, they're on a roll. I haven't been really been keeping up with them. I know they got uh, what's the Leary? What's the quarterback's name from NC uh, NC yeah. State? De- Leary, you're right. De- Devin Leary. I think he's he's looked pretty good, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's good. Um. So, yeah, um, at Kentucky, I have Kentucky 31-28. to 28. South, I think I, I got 24-20. South Carolina at Tennessee. Ooh, I'm going to go, let's see. I really want to go South Carolina here. It's a 12-and-a-half-point spray. Tennessee just has not looked very good. But South Carolina's defense is atrocious, so I'm going to go very high. Uh, I'm going to go. Tennessee 38, South Carolina 35. Yeah. Um, like you said, Tennessee hadn't looked great. Joe Milton has been shaky. But playing at home, South Carolina's defense is bad. It also it also depends. 
what Spencer Rattler are you going to get? He has been great this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if it's like in the first game where he got sacked nine times, he can't really do much. Even even in that game, he looked he had over three hundred yards, I believe. But I'm going to go Tennessee 45-40, high-scoring game. Really high-scoring. And in the last game we got on the docket, LSU at Ole Miss. My hogs almost got them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> this is funny. I t- <laughs> I don't think I told you this. I t- uh, I text Matt. I said, man, you were so lucky because I was so – I was so close to just getting a corn dog and just laying a corn yeah. dog down and just recording it and putting it on TikTok and be like, poor man. <laughs> the corn dog's almost got eight. <laughs> it was a good game. Yeah, they all apparently Arkansas, inside information, Arkansas always plays LSU tough. Yeah. That's At what, LSU. That's what my buddy At said. night. That's what my buddy said. Crazy. What are we doing? LSU is at Ole Miss, two and a half point. LSU's a two and a half point favorite, Steven. Uh LSU is the more talented team. Oh yeah. The more talented, the better. I don't think Ole Miss lays a dud two weeks in a row. No, I'm not saying they're gonna win. I just don't I don't Oh, think, what, what what are we doing here? But their defense is horrible, so I don't think they'll be able to stop LSU. So I'm gonna have LSU winning. 38 to 35. Field goal game. 38 to 35. I got LSU winning this game at 30. 34. I'm trying to think of a score. 34 to 24. I think it's going to be close. Lane Kiffin struggles in big games. He's 1 and 19 against teams that finish with more than nine wins. Yeah, on the year, so just kind of crazy. And you don't know where you're going to get at Jackson Dart. Some games he looks phenomenal. Some games he doesn't look that good. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, I'm really I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed that the uh, Bama game didn't come on until 8. Yeah. We're going to get our uh, audience member over here to get his thoughts. Let's get our secret analyst. Yeah. this is a, He's going to give his upset pick. He's got a mouthful of what is he? Mouthful of chips. He's got a mouthful of chips. He can't say. There he is. Go ahead. Who's gonna win? Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. And you heard it here first. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. There you go. (laughs) You heard it here first. Alabama will win the national championship. <laughs> For all your needs, Paul Patrol and Coco Mellon, call Nathan Tillman. <laughs> We're going to set them up an LLC. There you go. Hey, man, we hope you all enjoyed this show. We had a lot of fun. Steven? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited for this, this week of football. I am too. I'm man. always excited for football. Yeah. It's great to watch football. Hope everybody has a great week. Yeah. Listen to the show. Share it. Follow us on social media. Until next week. See, see you. Ya.